You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Warriors, everybody. On a Wednesday, I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Thanks for listening wherever it is that you are listening on uh, via podcast. Maybe you're watching and subscribed to Locked On Warriors here on YouTube. Locked On Warriors is your daily dose of Golden State Warriors content Monday through Friday. Uh, Today, what we're going to talk about is a loaded schedule of workouts that Golden State will be holding for potential draft picks this week. So we've got some uh, workouts today on Wednesday, others tomorrow on Thursday. And these workouts, uh, we're going to talk about each of these players, sort of break them down, how they could potentially fit with the Warriors, and discuss what kind of direction that the Warriors might be going in not just with the 7th overall pick, but with this 14th pick. We talk a lot about what the Warriors can do at number 7. We don't talk so much about what they could do at number 14. So we're going to cover all of that and maybe try to glean some hints as to what it is that the Warriors front office is thinking as the draft approaches. But let's start with the first player here on the list, Trey Mann, the guard out of Florida. He averaged 16 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, and and 3.5 assists last year at Florida, shot 40.2% from three-point range, a six-foot-three, 180-pound guard, had a growth spurt uh, late in his career at Florida, which turned him from a fringe type of NBA prospect to a bona fide first-rounder and a guy who could potentially be in play at number 14, a knockdown shooter, smooth, a, a good handle, a guy who could be a scoring threat at the NBA level, especially from behind the arc. My only thing is, can he play make at a high level, at an NBA level, And can he defend consistently? Because that's also the problem when it comes to Trey Mann is he's undersized. His fundamentals aren't great. He's a little sloppy on defense. But if you're looking for a guy who can walk in, get you a bucket, uh, make open threes right away on the move or from a standstill, uh, Trey Mann could certainly do that. But there are definitely concerns about his upside. He's not a terrific athlete, right? Not a guy who's necessarily playing above the rim. Uh, he's going to be a guy who really does rely on his three-point shot. And if and in today's NBA, it's not enough to just be able to make threes from a standstill in the corner sometimes if you're not able to do other things. You have to be able to make shots on the move. And we've seen a lot of careers either be made or broken based on, okay, are you a good three-point shooter or an above-average three-point shooter? Or are you an elite three-point shooter? Because if you're anything but an elite three-point shooter and can't really do these other things then you're going to have a hard time sticking in the NBA as important as three-point shooting is. For Trey Mann, look, he's a really good ball handler. Uh, He's got experience running the offense. The three-and-a-half assists in college are not bad. The 5.6 rebounds per game are actually, that's a really good sign. It shows that he plays more physical than maybe his body lets on. Uh, But he needs to be able to round out the rest of his game if uh, if he's going to end up being worthy of a lottery pick. The next one we want to talk about is Cameron Thomas out of LSU. The Warriors are working him out uh, on Wednesday along with Trey Mann. We'll hear from him later on today. Um, Here is This guy's a natural score. 23 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.4 assists last year for the LSU Tigers. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. He shot 32.5% from three-point range, 88% from the free-throw line. The free-throw line tends to be a pretty good indicator of a player's shooting ability. So that 32.5% from three-point range, not great, but that 88% from the free-throw line gives you hope that he could he could be a better 
three-point shooter at the NBA level than he was even in college. Uh, this is a score-first guard, like I said. Kind of reminds me of a, 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 almost a smaller TJ Warren. So if you think about having that kind of player, and he plays like this throwback, physical style of game, he can cut to the rim, he's super athletic. Uh, I think, you know, if you're looking for a guy who can maybe back up Andrew Wiggins, if you think Kelly Oubre is out the door, Cameron Thomas makes a lot of sense uh, and and could be in play there at number 14, right? If you're looking for a guy who can come in off the bench, has a body to turn into a better defender, uh, like Trey Mann, really sloppy on that end, poor fundamentals, needs to focus in on defense, but the Warriors have a track record of getting the most out of guys on that end. So if they feel like they can get more out of Trey Mann or Cameron Thomas, then either one of those guys could make a lot of sense at 14, of course, depending on who else is on the board. The other name that I want to talk about, and this one's really interesting to me, is Isaiah Todd. So Isaiah Todd last year played for the G League Ignite team. This is the guy who's the 13th-ranked prospect coming out of high school, a five-star recruit, but kind of just fell out, uh, overshadowed by you know Jonathan Kaminga and Jalen Green uh, for that G League Ignite program, um, but has a ton of upside. And, um, well, let's let's look at some of the... Um, uh, uh, his physical stuff, six foot ten, over two hundred pounds, plays the power forward spot, but shot uh, nearly thirty eight percent from three point range um, last year for for the ignite on you know more than three attempts per game. That was a pretty big, uh, a pretty decent sample. He's a good free throw shooter, eighty one percent, I believe, from the free throw line. I don't have that number in front of me, but I think that's accurate. Um, this is a, the Warriors have been looking for a stretch big for years now, right? You go back to the DeMarcus Cousins signing. They've been looking for that kind of presence for years, and they've really never truly had it, right? They've gone from everybody from Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, Amari Spellman. You think about all these guys that have come through, and they really haven't found any... Um, they haven't really found a solid floor-spacing presence from the five, and of course, James Wiseman shows flashes of being able to do that, but first of all, we don't even know if he's going to be on the roster next year and, and when he's going to come back from this ACL thing. And, and, you know, it's not enough just to have Wiseman because you're, you're probably going to want to be using him more as a rim roller. Uh, but if you could find a floor spacing big who has more of a track record for making threes than even Wiseman does, um, I think Isaiah Todd could make sense. He's a guy who could play power forward, stretch the floor for you a little bit, play center. His best case scenario might be like a Bobby Portis type, right? Uh, and we're seeing right now in the, in the finals that Bobby Portis is having a nice contribution uh, and a good impact for, for Milwaukee. So... Isaiah Todd, to me, is interesting. The other thing with him is that, and this is from the Athletics' Sham Strania, that he's basically stopped working out for teams that are not don't have lottery picks. Isaiah Todd's out, according to ESPN, he's not a first-round player. So either Isaiah Todd and his agent know something that we don't know, or they're trying to get up draft boards by narrowing their focus on these lottery teams. Now, it's just because you're not working out for other teams doesn't mean that they can't take you, right? They could draft whoever they want. Uh, but that, to me, is pretty telling that Isaiah Todd is saying, hey, look, I was a 13th recruit in the nation. I was a five-star guy. I'm 6'10". I could space the floor. What else do you want? This is exactly what you... I'm, I'm, I'm a, an elite athlete, great size, good shooter. What else do you want from me? Why wouldn't I be a lottery pick? Well, there's a lot of other inconsistencies to his game. He's still pretty raw. Had a hard time jumping off the page with a G League team. And so there are concerns there. 
But, you know, he believes that he should be a lottery pick. The Warriors are working him out on Wednesday. I don't know if he's going to climb the draft boards like that between now and July 29th, but it's at least something worth keeping an eye on. And the Warriors are obviously uh, doing their due diligence here. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk about some of the players that the Warriors are working out on Thursday, including the polarizing Davion Mitchell. But first, this episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Warriors once a week. You can join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. Green Room is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to the biggest breaking news. Be sure to join me Thursday at noon Pacific time, along with Bram Hillsman of the Warriors Huddle Podcast. I'm letting you know now so you can put it down on your calendar. Noon Pacific on Thursday. Be a friend. Come on through. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NBA group for the the latest league updates. Follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my room goes live. And I'm notifying you now, Thursday, noon Pacific. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Continuing along with some of these workouts that the Warriors uh, have scheduled here. So the big one that we got to talk about is Davion Mitchell. And I've talked about Davion Mitchell a lot on this show already. And you guys know that. And you guys know how I feel about Davion Mitchell. I think he would be a home run at number seven. I know that Warriors fans are very split on Davion Mitchell. I got to be honest, man. I I don't really know the reason why. Look, if if... A guy like Scotty Barnes falls to you at seven. Yeah, you take him. I am not advocating that the Warriors take Davion Mitchell over everybody in this draft, that they should have him number one on their board. But if one of these guys in that top six falls to seven, you take one of those guys. I just don't see that happening. And I know that Warriors fans are looking at a lot of other players like Moses Moody, James Booknight, who Connor and I talked about and debated yesterday's on yesterday's show on the Tuesday. Go check that out if you haven't already. Um... Moses Moody, who the Warriors are working out. We'll talk about him in a moment. Josh Giddy out of Australia. There's a lot of guys that Warriors fans really want. Some Warriors fans just want them to trade out of the pick completely. I understand all of that. I get it. I'm not saying that Davion Mitchell would be the right pick. I'm just telling you right now, based on how these draft how how these mock drafts are falling, concerning that Kaminga, Barnes, and the other top four guys are all probably off the board. And that trading up, by the way might not be realistic that these teams that are in the top six probably want to stay in the top six because I am telling you, there is a noticeable drop-off between the top six prospects in this draft and the seventh best prospect, who I believe still is Davion Mitchell. I think he's the seventh best player in this draft. But I, am, I recognize that there is a huge drop-off between six and seven. I'm not a Davion Mitchell lover. I'm not telling you that he's going to be a Hall of Famer or even an All-Star. I'm just telling you, if the, the draft falls the way we all expect it to fall... And you're not able to trade up like I expect, uh, then Mitchell makes a lot of sense at number seven. And so I tweet out that the Warriors are drafting Davion or, or working out Davion Mitchell on Thursday. And the response was like, great. On one side and on the other side, they're saying, what are you doing? The sky is falling. Fire everybody. I don't get it. I don't know why you would feel that strongly about Davion Mitchell one way or the other. I'm just telling you, it makes sense at number seven. 
But I think there's other players that make a lot of sense. Um, I think Moses Moody makes a lot of sense for the Warriors. Now, I don't know that you take Moses Moody at seven. Um, I have some concerns about his upside, right? Here's what uh, the Ringers' Kevin O'Connor writes about Moses Mooney. Safe bet to be a productive player for years. His ceiling, however, is unknown. Here are the pluses. Excellent physical dimensions. Uses his strong frame and long arms to alter shots as a help defender near the rim or harass opponents man-to-man on the perimeter. So uh, Moses Mooney, six foot six, 205 pounds. Averaged 17, almost 17 points per game last year. 5.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists. Shot 35.8% from three-point range. 81% from the free throw line. Uh, continuing with uh, O'Connor's evaluation, good stationary shooter, but needs to speed up his release on threes, off screens, and handoffs. Unselfish player who excelled in an off-ball role, does a good job of reading the floor off the dribble to make simple passes using either hand, has intriguing potential as a screener who can thrive on the short roll, capable of pulling up from mid-range after one or two dribbles, anticipatory rebounder with a nose for the ball, especially on offense, versatile on-ball defender who invites contact, from larger players and has the agility to contain smaller, quicker perimeter scores, intelligent off-ball defender who always seems to be in the right position. So those are the pros. Here are the minuses listed by Kevin O'Connor. Struggled to generate open shots against better defenders. Doesn't project as a primary scorer unless his handle dramatically improves and lacks the fluidity of players to develop that skill. Lacks a floater, draws a lot of fouls, but doesn't finish well inside. A below-the-rim finisher needs to add more touch on his finishes. Lives in the mid-range off the dribble, needs to extend his range to three to hit more one-dribble sidestep shots like high-level role players can. Um, so, like I said, questions about his upside, right? I like Moses Moody. I think if he's there at 14, it's a slam dunk, it's a home run. But for those advocating him at number seven, I just don't know that he has the upside that you can credibly take him at seven. I know that people are debate, debating Davion Mitchell's upside. I think that Davion Mitchell has a ton of upside. I realize that he's 22 years old. I realize that he's six feet tall with shoes on. I realize that he's got a six foot four and a quarter wingspan. I get it all. But he has a playmaking ability and a basketball feel that you can't teach. And when we talk about upside, people too often limit their focus to wingspan and vertical and height and athleticism. That's not the, how many times have you seen an elite athlete flame out of the NBA after one or two years? You see it all the time. The one thing you don't see is a guy with elite basketball, a high level basketball feel. Those guys tend to stick in the NBA. With, as long as they have a, mod, a modicum of athleticism, which Davion Mitchell certainly has. People are acting like Davion Mitchell's not an athlete. He's a tremendous athlete. That guy's gonna be able to, to sprint in the open floor, uh, he doesn't play above the rim, but he can get to the rim. It's not like this guy's a slowpoke, right? Like, this guy can actually move and get to the basket. Um, like I said, play in transition. Rebound the ball. Play make at a really high level. Those guys tend to stick around. Now, maybe they don't have the upside of a Kawhi Leonard or something like that. But, man, you see great. You see guys with size and great athleticism flame out of the league every single year. They get overdrafted because of all that, and they flame out of the league all the time. But I just don't see guys with Mitchell's feel fail that way very often, if at all. That said, I like Moses Moody. I think he has good feel. I, I like him a lot. Uh, if you're looking for the next Macau Bridges, you could do worse than looking at Moses Moody. Uh, the Warriors aren't working out this guy, at least as far as I, as far as I know in these two days. But Trey Murphy the third out of Virginia. 
he is a guy that's getting late lottery buzz. Maybe the, he, he's a guy that also, he's even a better shooter than Moses Mooney, 41% for his career. That's a guy that I would consider at number 14. So I like Moody. If you can get him at 14, great. He might go closer to 10. If he's off the board, sucks. Uh, if the Warriors took him at 7, they probably feel like he has a lot more upside than than I think or or that O'Connor thinks or, or a lot of people think. Uh, 7 seems a little too high. But I like him as a player. Um, wouldn't be terribly disappointed if they took him. I think he could come in and contribute right away. My only thing is... Is he really that great of a three-point shooter? It's thirty-six less than thirty-six percent. Thirty-six percent in college isn't. It's fine, but it's not like elite. It's not great. Like Trey Murphy shot 42 percent. Davion Mitchell shot forty-five percent last year as a junior. Uh, the other guy that they're working out is Kai Jones out of Texas. This guy's really, really interesting. Six ten, two hundred and twenty pounds, eight point eight points per game, four point nine rebounds per game. Shot thirty-nine point four percent. From three-point range, albeit in a small sample size. Uh, just a really raw but tantalizing athlete with uh, a lot of promising perimeter skills. He, uh, This is a guy who, if you wanted to bet big, Kai Jones could end up being probably maybe the best big man in this draft, right? With everything that he provides. Some people are comparing him to Bam Adebayo. I wouldn't go that far, necessarily. Um, but like a Christian Wood type, maybe even a JaVale McGee with an outside jumper potentially, a Jackson Hayes type. That's kind of more what we're looking at with Kai Jones, but he has the footwork, the athleticism, the fluidity, the side-to-side -side movements, all that stuff that could uh, help him thrive at the NBA level in a very meaningful way uh, and eventually develop, but he's really, really raw. And... If the Warriors were really considering taking Kai Jones, it might signal that they're willing to move on from James Wiseman uh, and want to take another raw big man or um, or somehow believe that Wiseman and Jones can coexist in the front court, which I'm a little dubious about. The other guy is Jalen Johnson out of Duke. He played just 13 games with Duke before leaving the program. Six foot seven, 210 pounds, a versatile forward who can be dangerous and transition, even though his half court game is still questionable. 11.2 points per game, 2.2 assists, 1.2 steals, 44.4% from three-point range, but only on 18 attempts. So you can't really make much of that. This is a guy who is going to get to the NBA level and could give you immediate athleticism and size and maybe some defensive versatility, but he's raw. There's, again, questions about how he can function in the half court. But if, you, if he gets a rebound, if he pulls down a rebound, he can sprint and transition and finish with a dunk like a Miles Bridges type, things like that. That's where Jalen Johnson is. I don't, I understand why the Warriors are working him out. I don't love the fit in Golden State. I think he's much too raw, and you're, even though the, the, the athleticism, the upside is very interesting there, but I would probably look for a guy who can contribute a little bit more uh, immediately than necessarily um, Jalen Johnson. So of that group, uh, not including Davion Mitchell, I like Moses Moody. If he's there at 14, obviously that's that's the pick that you have to make. I like Kai Jones, but I don't love him. And look, I just realized that I spelt his name wrong on my uh on the notes here. Kai Jones. But um probably doesn't make sense if you still have Wiseman on the roster. And as far as the first day workout guys, the Wednesday workout guys, I really like Cameron Thomas. I think that's the kind of guy 
that could be helpful for Golden State, and he has enough upside defensively, enough size, where of the of that group, I like him. Still some questions about Isaiah Todd. Maybe you can get him. You could buy a second-round pick or get him. Maybe he goes under. I don't know. Uh, but at 14, that seems a little high for me, at least right now. Again, maybe they know something we don't um, going forward. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All guys that everybody should like. All guys that everybody um, should like. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. But unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they have plenty of delicious flavors available now. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German uh, Chocolate. My favorite now is straw. I just ordered Strawberry. That's their newest flavor. I had it a couple days ago. That's awesome. I mean, it's like a chocolate-covered strawberry. You can't go wrong with that. If you don't have a favorite yet, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two each of nine flavors. Help you decide. Not only is Built Bar the best-tasting protein bar, it's healthy, too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four and a half or, or four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. That fits every diet, people. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED1515 and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, the money lines, over-unders, and more at BetOnline. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Michael Mulder will join me on the podcast Thursday, so make sure to check that out. We will talk about his experience with Team Canada, what he is doing over the offseason, how he hopes to improve next year, and whether or not he'll even be on the Warriors roster. So that is coming up. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe, of course, to Lockdown Warriors on YouTube. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, let's wrap up today's show with just kind of analyzing what we can learn from these workouts. Trey Mann, Cameron Thomas, Isaiah Todd, among others, um, working out on Wednesday. Davion Mitchell, Moses Moody, Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson working out for the Warriors on Thursday. This is the group that could be in play. Some players at 7, some at 14, but this is the group of players that will be in play in the lottery, right? And you compare this group to the workouts that the Warriors have held over the last few weeks before this week. And in prior weeks, it was mostly fringe prospects, guys who could potentially be in play when the Warriors are looking to fill out their G League team in Santa Cruz or maybe fill out their summer league team for Las Vegas. Now we're really getting to the thick of these guys are going to be taken in the lottery. And who it is who is it that we like? So the Warriors will work out these players. They will interview them all at Chase Center. Um and they'll have a better idea of where it is uh, that they want to go with these picks at 7 and 14. Now, I don't know how much we could really take away from these workouts other than, hey, they're, they're very strongly considering, probably planning on using number 7 and number 14. 
That's not to say that they won't trade the picks. They won't trade out. They won't try to trade up or down or whatever. Uh, but it's not guaranteed that you can do any of that stuff. They'll see, obviously, what comes across the desk on draft night and before draft night. But they are preparing to make selections at 7 and 14. Now, Davion Mitchell is a guy who very much is in play at number 7. And I talked about that earlier in the, uh, this week. Reports split on whether or not the Warriors like Davion Mitchell or don't like Davion Mitchell. And I can just tell you, not everybody in that front office is going to have the same opinion on Davion Mitchell. Just the way it is. They're not going to have the same opinion on any prospect. But Mitchell's in play for number 7. He is. Trey Mann, Cameron Thomas, Moses Moody, Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson. These guys are in play for number 14. That's why they're working them out. They're trying to learn more. Now, after these workouts, maybe they eliminate one of these guys. I don't know. But for right now, they're in play. That's why they're working them out. Um, but I do think what we're seeing here is the Warriors are not shying away from the raw prospect, the super athletes, and they're not shying away uh, from potentially taking one of those guys, right? There's been a lot of conversation. Should they take an immediate contributor or should they play make the upside play? They have two picks. Maybe they go upside with one pick and they go long-term potential with another pick. They could certainly do that. Uh, and I think they're preparing to do that at number 14 or at number 7. But I don't think it's that simple. It's not that black and white. They're going to have one draft board, right? They're not going to have a draft board full of, hey, here's our immediate contributor draft board and, hey, here's our raw upside play draft board and let's pick the top guy here and then the top guy here no it's gonna be one draft board it's gonna be one draft board and at number seven they're gonna take the guy that's highest on the board as long as they keep the pick and at 14 as long as they keep the pick they'll take the guy that's highest on the board period that's how they'll do it and if both players are immediate contributors great so be it if both players are upside guys that's what it is right we can agree or disagree on all that but i'm just telling you how it is I think that the Warriors should go, guys, that could immediately contribute. I don't know why you would make the upside play. You already have James Wiseman. That was your upside bet last year. And you already have go-to scorers and Stephen Curry. And you got a go-to defender and Draymond Green, you know, anchor of your defense. Clay Thompson's coming back. Andrew Wiggins is still young. Ton of upside there still, too. I don't, need, I don't know that they need to make the upside play. What they need is to fill out the rotation if they want to go try to win a title with Steph Curry in the next couple of years. And they don't really have a lot of options in free agency to do that. So you might as well treat the draft as an extension of free agency. I think a lot of these guys can help. You know my opinion on Davion Mitchell. I like Moses Moody a lot. I think he could be helpful. I like Cameron Thomas. 14 might be a little high, but you're doing your due diligence. And there's a lot of other guys that I like too. The Warriors will continue working out guys. This is not the end of it. This is just a sample of some of the guys that they're working out. They're just getting started. The draft is July 29th. We're still two weeks away. A lot of homework still to be done. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, say nice things about the show. And then Locked On Warriors is also on YouTube, so you can watch the show. Subscribe to our channel if you aren't subscribed already. Of course, you can reach me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or by email at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. I'll see you here tomorrow.